Welcome to Ode to Games. My name's Logan Plan, joined today by Zach Ross. What's up, Zach? Ah, the hype is building. I'm excited. I'm ready to talk about some video games. It is building. Preparation for E3. We're also joined by Kevin Lean. How's it going, Kevin? Going good. Yeah, that hype's been building over the course of two years now. Since last year, there was no E3, and it felt a lot different. So this is big, first E3 in almost two years. It did feel a lot different, and we're going to talk about it in a little bit, but Nintendo announced its E3 Direct. It's going to be that same time slot they always have, that Tuesday of E3 at 9 a.m., so yeah, it really feels like a return to normalcy, just knowing that we're going to have that time slot, that company, uh, a 40-minute Nintendo Direct. I'm, I'm very excited for that, but let's get started with something that happened just moments after we recorded last week and that was the (laughs) horizon forbidden west state of play there's about 14 minutes of gameplay from this thing and let's start by talking about no release date whatsoever no release window was even given for this game and so far something could change within the next two weeks but so far sony is not set to have some presentation around e3 so There's no guarantee we're even going to hear of a release date soon. And then uh, later on in a blog post about God of War, uh, PlayStation said that Horizon, they think, is still on track for a holiday 2021 (laughs) release date. They think uh, being the key word there. But are you guys surprised that there was no release date for this thing? For a game that's supposed to be coming out this year, (laughs) I was really expecting a release date and at least a release window. But I've been saying that this game's probably getting pushed to next year for a while now. So I think that this is starting to seem like that might be the case. Uh, They did say that they're still thinking that it might be holiday 2021. But at this point, if they're not confident enough to even put out a release window on their 15 minutes of gameplay, I don't know how confident I am. Yeah, I think that this was... This was the moment to show off even just that, oh, hey, it's coming out in 2021. And the fact that they didn't have the confidence to say, hey, we think this is going to be coming out by the end of 2021 makes me believe that this is probably going to get pushed. Even though I think Gorilla on their Twitter was like, yeah, we're still planning on it coming out this year or something like that. They said after the presentation, like, yeah, we don't have a release date, but we're still on track, basically. But just considering the fact that it wasn't there and we're halfway through the year now, basically uh, the odds of this coming out this year are starting to get a little bit lower. Yeah. Well, we, I, I don't know how much to read into this, but I honestly think it's entirely possible. They're waiting to see if Zelda's coming out this fall and don't want to come out two days before that again. I, I think that's a legitimate possibility. Maybe they do have a release date in mind, but they're waiting until that June 15th event to to try and give it a weekend where it's going to have the spotlight, which it really didn't have much of when the original came out uh, over four years ago. So that's a possibility, or it's just not done. So uh, it, it's more, probably more likely that, but uh, we'll have to see. But yeah, the gameplay footage started out with Aloy finding a survivor, uh, and there's some dialogue actions, goes through like a tropical jungle, we see some Velociraptor-like uh, machines, which is a new type of, of machine that wasn't in the original. Uh, then there is a s- underwater swimming section. There's a stealth section with a human battle. And then the entire thing ends with a giant, giant fight against um, like a, a huge tremor uh, yeah, tusk is what it's called. I was looking mm. for oh. the official name. Uh, yeah, and a, a big boss fight with some humans there too. 
We saw some new gameplay mechanics. She's got that glider. There are sections that have free climbing. The underwater thing was entirely new. So how about just some general impressions of this gameplay, Kevin? It looks gorgeous. The first first thing off the bat, the game looks really good. Now they're showing the PS5 version, and this thing's still coming to PS4. So yeah. we'll see uh, We'll see how good that PS4 version looks. But at least the one running on PS5 looks really good. Um, they showed off some of the new uh, combat abilities, especially against the fight, the, the basically the boss fight at the end with, uh, with the Tremor Tusk. And you've got this, like, glue bomb that you can shoot, you know, more like more more bomb arrows and stuff you've got the glider that you can like hop up on and attack enemies from above i don't know how contextualized that's going to be uh for certain fights yeah but i mean it, it looks like there's a lot more uh, options in terms of combat and um the other thing with the with the swimming section i was a little disappointed we didn't get to see any sort of like underwater combat i'm still wondering how that's going to go because there are there are machines underwater, so you have to assume that there's some way to fight them. I'm very curious how that's going to go, because usually underwater controls aren't that great. <laughs> so I'm, I'm, I'm kind of curious how they're going to pull off the underwater section, because basically what we saw here is swimming underwater, avoiding enemies, and there's certain, like, riptides that you can use, or you have to, like, swim against, uh, which which could be interesting. I don't know how, how big of a factor that's going to be, but I'm... Because the underwater section seems to be a relatively big part of this. I'm still very curious what that underwater combat, I'm assuming is there, is going to look like. Yeah, I'm I'm in a similar boat. I'm pretty hesitant about underwater combat in general in most video games. Underwater makes things a lot more sluggish and less fun to just do in general. So I wish they had delved into it a little bit more in this presentation, just so we know what we're getting into. Um, but what they did show of the underwater section, yeah. swimming around, it looks gorgeous. So at least that's something. Um, the combat does look like it's evolved a little bit. The fight with the Tremor Tusk, there was a lot of different weapons showcased. Like you said, the glue bomb that seemed combustible when you shot it with fire, it exploded. Uh, knocked some parts off the Tremor Tusk that Aloy then went to use against it, um, which I thought was super cool. And it there was like this latch on the back of the tremor tusk where there was like a, a basket of humans on top shooting at Aloy and she shot the latch holding it together and it collapsed off the back of it. So I thought that the interact ability with the, uh, with the boss was, was a pretty, pretty interesting thing to showcase. Um, with the interactivity, the, I mean, the first game kind of had it where you had to shoot different parts of the armor and, and they have their certain weak points. I can see that being expanded even further now that they do have that glider. Now you can put stuff on top of the enemies uh, to uh, yeah. to fight against. So I think they could go even more deep into sort of the weaknesses and, and trying to find everything to exploit on certain enemies. Yeah, and there was also a demonstration of like a heavier human type enemy with uh, armor where it showed off like this ultimate ability where a small cutscene played and then... Uh, she it's gave like off a shockwave. Yeah, exactly. So she gave off like a shockwave from her, from her spear into the ground. That like, it was pretty fast. I didn't really catch what happened, but it seemed like it kind of weakened his armor and gave her an opportunity to shoot him in the stomach. Like I'm not entirely sure what happened there. It seemed and, pretty and cool. They also I'm didn't not, yeah. show off how you build that up, right? It just kind of happened. Not to like, my knowledge. I don't really <laughs> there know. Was, I assume there's like a bar or something cool, that you fill up. But there was uh, a lot going but... on, so it was hard to pinpoint exactly what what was coinciding there. So, 
that that should be interesting. That's an entirely new mechanic as far as I'm aware. Um, so that should be interesting. And then, you know, other than that, the game looked extremely gorgeous. The voice acting, the returning characters, uh, it all seems up to par with the expectations for this game. Um, I want to know what it looks like on a base PS4. Really bad. <laughs> a base, base PS4, yeah, not even absolutely. a slimmer pro. Yeah, well, also, there was that section where you could use the uh, the focus and find the spots to, to grab hold of. Um, yeah, the Which I think, I mean... It's not like climb everywhere, but I think it's also a little bit different than like specifically like, hey, here's like yellow tags in the world that you can see at all times to climb on. I'm hoping yeah. that it makes it a little bit more natural to climb with. It was only used in the one section there. Yeah. Uh, but I'm hoping I'm hoping it makes the climbing a bit more but natural. It looks like feeling. there were still some areas that were just yellow tags that you go and climb on. It's, it's like, true. Yeah. It's okay. And if you, there's if it's free climbing, but only in specific areas, is it really free climbing? I don't know. Uh, I thought, I, I don't know what I think about that yet. I think it's like, if, you, if you're not going to go all in with the free climbing, then what's the point of having, oh, this cliff you can choose to climb however you want. I don't know. That doesn't really do a whole lot for me, but I don't know. It's, that's not a really big deal for me. I don't think every game needs to be like a, a climb everything game like that. Um, but as far as what it's going to look like on a PS4, PS5, uh, in an interview with Game Informer, uh, the game director basically said that the game was developed on a PS4. And then upgraded That's for a PS5. Concerning. <laughs> and okay. yeah, and it sounds like it might be the same for all of these games that are cross-gen. That they are PS4 games that they then optimize for PlayStation 5. And then they say, yeah. for the PlayStation 5 we can go much further, of course. Visually we can add a lot more detail. Graphically, the rendering technique for the underwater scenes is special for the PlayStation 5. Extra details, extra systems, like the wave technique. That's just an example there. They say lighting is better. There's going to be a 60 FPS version on PS5 only. And yeah, I, I, I don't know how I feel about that. And I'm obviously happy that 100 million people who have a PS4 are going to be able to play this game. But... This thing looked great, and I do just I do wonder if if games are going to start being held back by being on current gen or, or last gen at this point. Because God of War, a little tease to our next story, Ragnarok was delayed to next year, and it's coming to PS4, and it's like we're going to be in the second full year, the third calendar year of these systems that launched in 2020, and there's still going to be stuff coming out on PlayStation 4. And I know there's some significant supply issues with the PS5, and maybe they don't want to release all these shiny AAA games and franchises that people care about and have some outrage because they literally can't buy the console to play it on. But I just think, at, I, I just wonder at what point is it going to end. Gran Turismo 7 is also going to be a PS4, PS5 game. And in the June showcase in 2020 last year for the PS5 reveal, it said that was a PS5 exclusive in the corner. For Gran Turismo 7, and now it's just not. So it's it's a big backpedal, and at some point it does feel a little bit dishonest that, that some of these games are the reasons people were early adopters of PS5s, and they shelled out $500 for this next-gen system, and now all these games are coming to prior consoles. And I, I, I don't know how I feel about it. I'm just very torn on it because there's arguments for why it's good and bad, I think, on both sides of it. Yeah, yeah I, I look at... I look at a game like like Horizon, and yeah, the extra fidelity graphically is great. You know, the 60 FPS option that you can only get on PS5 is great. But it also means that when you're designing a game like this, you have to make sure that it works on PS4. 
and you know, I'm not I'm not in that developer room, so I don't know exactly how held back they are by that. But that does mean that maybe they have some ideas that could work on PS5, but just may not be feasible on PS4. Yeah. And if they had to say, no, we can't do that because we need to release this on PS4 as well, that sucks. Because it should be a next-gen game. And you have yeah. Ratchet & Clank that is a PS5-only game. And like, Returnal why? is PS5-only, Sony Studio. <sighs> and, and, and Demon and Souls. Ratchet & Clank... They have the whole, like, oh, jumping between worlds, and, like, that can only be done with the SSD and the mm-hmm. uh, and the PS5's power. Wouldn't it be cool if there was something in Horizon where it's like, this can only be done on PS5 because because of the PS5's power. No, it has to be, this game runs, the you know, it's on PS4, and it runs better on PS5. Yeah. And looks yeah. better. But... Yeah, and to, to still look good, you know. Yeah, it looks great. The gameplay does it does look visually stunning, but and and I think another point of this is that the the full extent of of a console is not taken advantage of until years into its life cycle anyways. I mean, look at something like Infamous Second Son compared to The Last of Us Part 2. Like, the differences in what the developers were able to squeeze out of that console is so extreme. And I think yeah. that that is an argument for, yeah, why not for the first few years when games wouldn't look as good as they will in a few years anyways, why not make them cross-gen? I can see that argument. I really did not think God of War 2 was going to be one of those games. I think God of War 1, people love how that game looks. On, on PS4 Pro, it looks incredible. And I think that was... I think people expected that to be a showcase for the PlayStation 5 when it came out. And now we're not sure that it's going to be. Like, Miles Morales looks good. Doesn't look next-gen on PS5. Definitely not. It looks like, yeah, this could easily be a PS4 game. The lighting looks nice on PS5, but... Uh, I'm just wondering when we're going to see Sony go all in with the PS5. Is it going to be when supply gets better? I don't know. Possibly, yeah. I would assume so. The yeah, few the f- years <laughs> in the future when the technology even advances to make things look even better, I and there's more supply, it seems like around that time. So mm-hmm. I'm thinking that maybe for the next couple of years we're going to have to be settling for games built on PS4 to be look better on PS5. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I guess maybe the selling point is no loading screens. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You, you play it on, you play look, it on PS5, no loading screens, which, yeah. to be honest, no loading screens plus 60 FPS is a uh, is a pretty good selling point. But at the same time, I am very much looking forward to these games that are PS5 exclusive, like Ratchet & Clank is going to be, or, or whatever else they have in the pipeline that's going to be only for yeah. PS5. Yeah, and also important to remember that uh, if you opt for the 60 FPS, you usually have to sacrifice some of the visual fidelity, so that is also a part of it, and maybe that wouldn't be a thing on games that were straight-up built uh, for PlayStation 5. I, I do wonder about that. Uh, but yeah, just to kind of wrap up the Horizon thing before we move fully on into God of War, uh, I do want to say that, I, I, I don't know, I walked away from this a little bit underwhelmed, because to me it's like, yeah, that looks like more Horizon. It has some cool new ads, and it's gorgeous. But it was kind of what I expected. Like, it didn't blow me away with anything unexpected. So I really just wanted that release date. Because I'm like, this is a game I know I'm going to play. I, it's kind of a known quantity of what to expect. And it did look great. I'm excited to play it. I'm more excited walking away from that than I was before we had that gameplay. But I, I just really wish we had gotten that release date. Because we are in June. 
and this I really thought it was going to be the time and it's just like it reminds me of that E3 what 2018 that was where Sony once again showed off Last of Us 2 Ghost of Tsushima Death Stranding Final Fantasy 7 Remake all this stuff without announcing dates for it and I'm like how many times are we going to see Horizon before they give us a date I just wonder um, but I did think the game looked great I'm excited to play it uh, and I hope it ma- I hope it makes it this year but I think we're all maybe a little bit doubtful of that. What do yeah, you guys think? Zach's already I've said been he was saying doubtful. It's been it's gonna be pushed since day one. That's like the one opinion that I have. Kevin, are you doubtful? I am doubtful that it'll be coming out this year. And if if your uh, theory is true about Zelda, why didn't they just wait two or three weeks to show this game? They were close to the presentation, right? right. Yeah. Like. Like I could, I yeah. could see that being a possibility, but at the same time, if they were worried about it, just wait until mid June, rip yeah. out here like June thirtieth or something, a couple of weeks after, see when Zelda is coming out if it gets announced, mm-hmm. and then and then go your release date from there, uh, which leads me to believe that it's probably not that, and more so the fact that they're just not a hundred percent certain that it's coming out this year. Again, I don't think it's. 100% definitive this isn't coming out this year, but uh, if it, yeah. if there was a really good chance it was coming out this year, they would have said it. Yeah. And they didn't. Yeah, like even if they just put up 2021 without even committing to a month. Yeah, I, I have not been skeptical on this one. I really thought it was going to make it this year. I thought that it was going to plan to be the summer game, and then when God of War inevitably got pushed to 2022, it would slot into the fall game. So I thought there would be a slight internal delay, but I, I really thought it was going to make it this year. But it, a June showcase, or I guess it was still May when they showed it, but a, a May showcase uh, without a date, I don't think it's coming this year. I really don't. <laughs> but that does lead me to wonder what the big fall PS4 game is going to or PS5 slash PS4 PS4, game it's a PS4 game. Yeah, it's going <laughs> to be. big PS4 game. Because another game announced for 2021 that I don't think we ever thought had a shot is Final Fantasy 16. It's like, well, that could be it. We know literally nothing. Square Enix has oh, defended I forgot, a couple I weeks. forgot that got announced for yeah, this year. Yeah, uh, for this year. Which means year. it'll be coming out in like six years. Yeah, Absolutely. seriously. So I, I don't know what it's going to be. Unless I'm forgetting something, I don't really think they have anything in the pipeline. I don't... But I'm not sure. Nothing nothing big. Yeah. Yeah, so... I and, and, we, and, and it's not a situation like Nintendo where, like, we don't necessarily know what's coming, but we've got a presentation in, in a week mm-hmm. or whatever where we're going to see it all. With Sony, it's like, I don't know when they're going to show it off. Maybe yeah. they'll have another state of play where it's one game <laughs> that yeah. they're showing off the entire time. We really don't know what they're going to be up to. Yeah. Let's talk a little bit more about God of War. God of War Ragnarok delayed to 2022. Yeah. We, I think we, we have all been acting as if this was a 2022 game. I don't even think we ever thought there was a chance of it making it this year. But I think the big surprise here is that it is also getting a PlayStation 4 version. Yeah, and Gran Turismo is also joining God of War and Horizon as a cross-gen game, as we mentioned a little bit earlier. So yeah, anything to add that we didn't really cover in the cross-gen conversation with this one? Zach is the God of War fan, the, the biggest yeah. God of War fan out of out of the three of us who would most likely play it on launch. <laughs> I really hope I have a PS5 by the time it comes out. I, I can't imagine it's going to... 
the first one already pushed the console pretty hard with like the no loading screens. Yeah. Um, and I like that they like to push like what a console is capable of, which is why I really wanted it to be built for PS five to, to kind of give us some, some better ideas of what the PS five can do and make a much more interesting kind of technical game. But now I'm not so sure about that. They can get a lot less uh, gimmicky with it. They're going to have to be because they're building it for PS4 probably. Um, which means it's probably going to play pretty similar to the first one. I'm like, I can't imagine how far they could push things. The first one came out three years ago. Yep, um, So yeah, I mean, PS4 has technology for PS4 games has come a bit of a ways, but I'm not entirely sure it's going to be that big of a stretch on ps4 from the first game yeah you never know we don't know anything about this game so it's all speculation at this point i'm just a little disappointed that it's coming to ps4 and ps5 because at that point i'm sure hopefully more a lot more people will have their hands on a ps5 um but i'm sure someone out there is excited to play it on ps4 it does make me wonder how many people are actually going to be picking this thing up on on PS4. Also, yeah. it I think a lot of it depends on on the stock of the PS5 comes, let's say yeah. spring summer of of 2022 when this thing might launch or whenever they yeah. decide to launch it. But man, if if the stock gets any better, like let's say people can more easily get one by spring of 2022, I am curious what those sales numbers are going to be on PS4, like how many people are very interested in picking this up on on ps4 i guess it also but, depends on on how well it runs i suppose but, that means it won't be a 70 dollar title since it's a cross gen right cross gens aren't 70 dollars. you would hope but we, we don't know there's that. N- there's nothing yeah. stopping them yeah because from saying the miles PS4 morales 60 or something. is ten dollars more on ps5 than ps4 oh it's okay just, so yeah probably yeah it would be a little bit more yeah i think it would be 60 versus 70 that sucks. Yeah, buy the PS4 version, get a free upgrade. <laughs> I doubt that. Yeah, and then just pay $10 less. Uh, yeah. Seems like a pretty good idea. Uh, I doubt that's a thing, but wouldn't that be nice? Yeah, so God of War 2022, no surprises there, but the bombshell is that it is also coming to PlayStation 4. Kind of funny that, uh, that Horizon never got a date of any kind, but they gave God of War one? Like, what do you? Didn't they? Did they say twenty twenty one for Horizon? Did they? Yeah, last year. Did they put one at the end? Pretty sure they did last year. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Horizon has always been a twenty twenty one release window. Okay, I thought it was just an assumption. Just unlikely seeming. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Further, we get into a window. More PlayStation news. It's time for our weekly Days Gone check in. Uh, So, also as part of this report, Herman Holst said that. Uh, ben Studio, developers of Days Gone, is working on an exciting new IP that builds on top of the deep open-world systems that they developed with Days Gone. Then the studio put out a tweet saying, We're beyond grateful for your support with Days Gone and are truly honored by the amount of passion our community has shared with us. Blah, 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 blah. We're very excited to announce today that we are expanding the Ben Studio portfolio with a brand new IP. We hope you embark on this new journey with us, and we can't wait to show you what we've been working on. So this kind of confirms the reports that we've been getting lately, that Days Gone 2 was a failed pitch. Then remember, there's those rumors that they worked on Uncharted or Last of Us, but now it's official. They're working on their 
brand new game, but it's not Days Gone 2. Zach, no. how do you feel? But it builds on Days Gone 2's. No. Well, yeah, you know, what they, what they created, at least with the uh, I really hope know, it's a motorcycle zombie game. That's, that's what I hope. Yeah, it does suck that we're not going to get Days Gone 2. Um, it is very, very, very unlikely at this point, which is fine. Um, I paid nothing for Days Gone 1, so I don't really care about the game, though. That <laughs> I'm much. your fan. Didn't pay full price. Fan. Nope. Um, just, money. Yeah, it's, they are working on a new IP, which is exciting. I hope I hope it's successful. Um, I don't know if their egos could handle another failure. Um, I, yeah, I, I don't know what it could be. I'm just glad that they're working on something. Uh, new IP building off the the engine of Days Gone, which was a little broken, given, but still fun the mm-hmm. way it played and the way it looked. It looked really good, especially on the new PC uh, release that came out recently. So, got high hopes. I love I love Ben's studio. They're just a fun company to watch. <laughs> so, just eat themselves yeah. alive. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully, this whole building off of what they created with uh, with Days Gone means that they will build off of all of the bugs and, and fix all those for I, their I next release so. yes. without it being Days Gone 2 if it uses the and same stuff. the three delays uh, that it took for Days Gone to actually come out. That too. That as well. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, we'll move on from that one, though. Uh, if you remember the Japan Studio News from a while ago that they were kind of refocusing around the team that develops Astrobot, well, that's kind of complete uh, or at least a new step in it a new logo has launched for team asobi uh, developers of the astro series and you got a little astrobot making up the o in asobi so uh, this this transformation of japan studio kind of seems complete i think on one hand it's sad because they did make a lot of really cool stuff that might now not see the light of day in the future but on the other hand more astrobot is a good thing because both the vr game and the packet on ps5 are both really really great uh, so I am excited for more Astrobot, and I hope that we see just a standard Astrobot game, like not one that's like, oh, we need to prove VR is good, we need to prove the Dual Sense is good. How about just a fully featured, full length 3D platformer starring this guy in this world? And I think that would be a lot of fun. I would love that so much. Those are some of my favorite platformers, and I just looked at the logo; it's adorable. <laughs> I love that the Astrobot head for the O. Yeah, it looks cute. really good. Yeah. Good that at least something came out of uh, Japan Studios dying, and hopefully uh, going along long enough that not only will they make more Astrobot stuff, but maybe they can branch out a little bit more and uh, and do some other projects to uh, to keep the spirit of uh, of Japan Studio alive. Yeah, absolutely. All right, the big one, the big one. I'm super excited about. Nintendo announces a 40 minute E3 Nintendo Direct, June 15th, 9 a.m. Three hour Treehouse show. Afterward, they're taking that same time slot that they always have. 40 minutes is the same length as it was in 2019 last time there was E3, and that is one of my favorite presentations they've ever done. It is. It was ph- phenomenal. It's where we got Hero and Banjo and Smash. It's where we got Breath of the Wild 2. Luigi's Mansion 3 was there. Link's Awakening was there. There was a ton of stuff in that presentation. It was great. So it's, it's interesting because usually that's what kicks off E3 is Nintendo's presentation, and then they open up the show floor and everyone walks out. Uh, but now this is kind of the last event of the E3 digital weekend. Um, so Nintendo's kind of closing the show, which is exciting because they've really, really brought it the last few years. I feel like ever since the Switch, the, their E3s have been really, really killer. So super excited about this presentation. 
It says that it's going to focus ex almost exclusively on Switch software coming out this year. Um, so there will probably be some teases of what's going to come next year. But I think the big question mark is still if we're getting a Switch hardware announcement before E3. Like all right. The yeah, we were talking about that last week. About. Yeah, and it, yeah. It, it hasn't happened yet. And, yeah, we're a little over, you know, about two weeks away, a little bit less than that from uh, from this presentation. And if they are going to be announcing that before this presentation, they're starting to run out of time. Yeah. Do you starting guys, to get down to the wire. You guys probably were not in tune with the Nintendo beat at this point in time. But do you guys remember the Chibi Robo tweet from, like, five years ago that, that was... Okay, so that was during the Wii U generation. I was not paying was attention during, whatsoever. It was during the Wii U era, and basically, uh, the fans were just getting rabid, pestering Nintendo social media for a Nintendo Direct because they just wanted something. They wanted some sort of news, and there was leaks almost every day about one. And then one day, Nintendo just posted. This photo of Chibi Robo on flyer <laughs> with like no it. context, no words, wow. just that photo. And it was like a, a really memorable moment of like, yeah, they know what they're doing. And today I felt very similar vibes from this tweet about Skyward Sword that says, Quee, say hi to Maki the Kikui, who is just a character in, <laughs> in Skyward Sword. And it just feels very similar vibes to the GB robo like you're all expecting us to tweet about the switch pro we'll, we'll tweet this stupid picture of this random character from skyward sword so i really liked that today but yeah regardless of whether or not we get the hardware announcement before after e3 or ever uh i am i am very excited for this presentation uh, I we can kind of we can transition our predictions after this. I just want to break down. I went through the 40 minute E3 2019 presentation and did some rough math on how much time they spent on every different category of announcement in the E3 2019 mm. Nintendo Direct. And here is what I came up with. They spent about 12 minutes, a little bit more on previously announced AAA titles. That was like Luigi's Mansion and Pokemon Sword and Shield and Astral Chain and things like that. Previously announced titles they were publishing was about 12 minutes of 40. About 12 minutes was third-party stuff, so that brings us to 24 minutes. About three minutes was like introductions and things like that. They intro Doug Bowser as like the new head of oh, right. Nintendo yeah. America. So that brings us to 27. There was about six minutes of Smash, three minutes for each character reveal. That brings us to 33 minutes. And so that means there was about seven minutes for unannounced new Nintendo published titles. And I think that's a pretty fair format to look at. Seven to ten minutes of new stuff. That's enough for like three minutes of Breath of the Wild. Maybe a Bayonetta 3 update. Maybe a Metroid Prime thing. And some other things we haven't seen yet. So just kind of want to set expectations. That previously that. unannounced as in like we didn't know they existed? Or, uh, or like we've seen no gameplay. Like, we've okay. seen absolutely nothing. And I think, like, Zelda, Metroid, Bayonetta fall into that category, as well as things that we have no idea about. Um, so, yeah, I'm expecting three to four, maybe, t totally new things in this, along with updates on, like, Golf, which is about to come out, Skyward Sword, No More Heroes, yeah. uh, Pokemon, things like that. So, yeah, Kevin, yeah. if we want to transition into our predictions. Yeah, so... Hey, real uh, quick... Oh. Yeah. What did what did the Chibi Robo on fire mean? Did they ever just, say what it meant? No, it was just like that. Ziplash was terrible. 
it was just like a meme. It was just like them dunking on all the fans. Like we'll just post this random picture of like Chibi Robo on fire. It's like chaos. Yeah, all right, you thought we had things to announce. Uh, jokes yeah, on you. Uh, We're in the Wii U generation. We have nothing. <laughs> we don't have any uh-huh. games. Uh-huh. Get out of here. Also, okay. I'm excited to not get up at 1 a.m. and watch this. <laughs> the timing is not great for me, but yeah. I'm going to try and uh, somehow watch it without getting spoiled in the morning <laughs> in the morning after like i'll have to have like the the video open somewhere without, uh, yeah we can just like the text, rest of the internet. i can like message you the link after it airs and yeah, it's uploaded please or like yeah because yeah. i'll have to watch it uh the morning after yeah um at 1 a.m time slots not great for me but all right why don't we get into our prediction so we have this set up the two big ones of course we've got nintendo microsoft sony's who knows what they're doing if they're gonna I mean, like, at this point, since it's all digital, you could just have, like, an adjacent thing. Companies do that all the time. I'm curious why they don't do that, but maybe they have nothing. Um, So we have Nintendo first for predictions. Uh, Then we'll get into any Microsoft predictions we have. And then uh, any other company that that you have predictions for. We'll get into those after some of the smaller guys. If you have Ubisoft or if you've got like Square Enix or or Sega or any of these people we'll uh we'll get into that after but oh, real quick, why don't we start with speaking of Sega oh. there were so you know that yeah. like little symbol that Sonic burned into the ground at the end of that trailer and then it, like turned into this weird unreadable yeah, thing like a rune yeah these yeah. Sonic fans on Twitter easily made using that font proved that it says chaos so I just want to throw that out there. They like to, totally, yeah, they spelled chaos. it all chaos. out. And yeah. Anyways, don't know this what that is. Yeah. This game it's is two and a half shadow. hours of chaos. <laughs> Anyways, sorry for the interruption. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, uh, we'll start with, with Nintendo predictions first. Uh, Logan, since you were the most in two with Nintendo, you went through their entire direct. Why don't you start it off with, uh, with your predictions say, for Nintendo? Okay, I have three predictions for what I think the main things are going to be in this direct. So I already talked about what I think the layout's going to be as far as all the other stuff. So that's seven to ten minutes that we all really care about, the money stuff that we're there for. Uh, I think that smack in the middle of the presentation, Breath of the Wild 2 is going to get a big reveal. I think that it's going to be announced for 2022. Uh, I think it'll say spring, and I think it'll end up being a March game. Uh, I do not think there will be a specific date, which is really against what they've been doing lately. They don't really show a date until they have a date locked down, but because of how early they revealed this game, I think it's an exception. Um, And I think we're going to see gameplay at the Treehouse. I think that's going to be their lead-off game at that three-hour Treehouse afterwards is 30 minutes of Breath of the Wild 2. I do not think we're going to get anything else for Zelda in this thing. A lot of people are like, oh, we're going to get a Zelda collection. Why would they cannibalize the sales of Skyward Sword one month before it comes out? They're just not going to do that. Um, so that's that's my prediction for, for Zelda. Then, I think that I don't think that's the one more thing, because we know it exists. I think the one more thing has to be something new, and I really believe it's Mario Kart. I really think Mario Kart 9 is going to come out. If there is a new console coming, I think it makes sense to like bundle it with a new Mario Kart. I think that would be the smartest thing that they could do. So Mario Kart 9, I think, is going to be a big fall game because Breath of the Wild 2 is not coming until next year. We have Pokemon slated for November. I think you're going to see Mario Kart 9 in October. And that's going to be the October big Switch release. And then uh, I think that we're going to see the final two Smash characters. I think Phoenix Wright, because I had to predict him. I just had to. And then I think the mm-hmm. last character... The new game? Well, I guess he's not in that game, but yeah. they got... 
They you got games coming out. It would still be him, though, for sure. Uh, and then I think the I think last he does have character... games coming out. Lens better to, that he would be in Smash. Yeah, absolutely. Serious. They'll wrap up the pass and the DLC with a new Zelda character to go along with Breath of the Wild too. I do think that. Mm. I think that there's there's Breath of the Wild Link is a Breath of the Wild character, but other than that, they don't have one in there. Uh, and I think that makes sense to wrap up the pass with a Nintendo character um, with what will easily be the most talked about game from E3. So those are my predictions. And there will not be a third Fighters Pass. I think this is it. I think this is the end, oh, which yeah, makes me sad. I believe you said it. <laughs> yep. Just keep this going for forever. I wish. Zach, <laughs> what are your Nintendo predictions? All right. My Nintendo predictions are honestly kind of similar, structured pretty similarly. I think that Breath of the Wild 2 will have gameplay. At Treehouse, yeah, probably. Uh, I think we're going to get a trailer with a release window. I think it'll come out this year, end of this year, holiday 2021. I think that... Uh, That'd be awesome. I've always said that it's going to come out next year, but I think I think that... Uh, I'm going to change it up. Because I, I was going to say 2022, but then Logan took that. So now I'm going to say 2021, <laughs> just to be a little... Over the bases. So the exactly. show can be right in one way. Someone's going to get it right. right. <laughs> and then watch them just not show Breath of the Wild 2 at all. Well, yeah, I was going to say, I only think someone's guaranteed to be right if Kevin says 2023. Kevin, yeah, Kevin's going to predict. Because oh, okay. we have seen <laughs> yeah. Zelda get pushed multiple years. Uh, <laughs> that's true. Yeah. And then I think that the announcement of a new game, not a not a Mario Kart racer, but an F-Zero racer. Oh, right? going back to the F-Zero well. Also coming out this year, same day as Breath of the Wild 2. I think they're going to come in a bundle. I think it's oh going to be Breath my. of the Wild 2 and F-Zero for $80. <laughs> and it's going to come with the Switch Pro. For $80. $80. The Switch Pro is like free. <laughs> yes, the Switch Pro is free. I, yeah. Nice. And then I also have my prediction for the last two Smash characters, because I'm pretty confident they'll both be announced in a similar fashion to how Hero and Banjo were announced. Um, I think they'll start off the show with a... Uh, World Ends With You character. Oh, that was Don't suck. know any of their names anymore, Neku? but I'm pretty sure it's going to be... Maybe a Neo, The World Ends With You? Is that new characters? Some of them. I think there's a new character. Yeah, uh-huh. I think there's going to be Probably someone from that. And then I think that they're going to wrap up the Smash characters with Waluigi, because um, he's my most requested, like Logan's Phoenix Wright, so I had to say it. I hope he's in there. I hope they promote him like waluigi promotes into smash because he's just a just a what do they call him trophy he's just a yeah, yeah, he's a just trophy. a trophy yeah uh and that's uh that's my whole prediction for nintendo i'm sure it'll be great no matter what nintendo never disappoints yeah it's always it's well yeah. i mean switch switch never, never. recently <laughs> never yes, since never. 2017 <laughs> uh as for me sports story is going to make an appearance, oh, and it's going yeah. to be a yeah. later today launch. Oh, I'm going to say a later awesome. today launch because it is a smaller title, and so I don't think it'd be a thing where they push it out too far. But I think that the golf story and now sports story is big enough where it could it could sit somewhere yeah. in that uh, in that direct. So I'll put that in there. Uh, I'm saying <laughs> Xenoblade Chronicles X gets a Switch re-release. Ooh. Um, it's coming out in the latter half of 2021 to get the entire Xenoblade Chronicles series on to Switch. And I know that Monolith has been working on new stuff as well. So get that on there before whatever comes next for Monolith uh, gets announced. And yeah. one of the last remaining uh, Wii U games that deserves to come over to uh, to Switch. So I'll say Xenoblade Chronicles X shows up. 
And then uh, my last big thing, it's not Mario Kart. Mario Odyssey, baby. Come on. <laughs> Mario wish. Odyssey 2. A teaser oh. for that. Not going to come out this year. Uh, they'll put a, a, a just a 2022 on that. Uh, but that'd be really cool if that was a one more thing. Mario Odyssey uh, 2. Uh, I did not think about Smash characters because I'm not in tune with that. So I'll go with uh, Kiryu and SpongeBob. As yes. My, <laughs> as my I'd predictions. I'm so happy. <laughs> Yeah, I know uh, we talked about it so many times before, but if they could replicate that three-headed monster of Zelda Splatoon Mario next year, it'd be unbelievable. It would be so freaking yeah, cool if that, that if that happened. That'd be crazy if they had if they did the exact same thing if they had Zelda in the spring and they're like, "Hey, Splatoon 3 is coming in the summer and then Mario mm-hmm. Odyssey 2 comes in the fall." Man, yeah, that'd be, be killer to do that again. Yeah, <laughs> that would be because those are still wild. three of the best Switch games, like, and they were just bang, bang, bang right at the start of the system. And yeah, three of my most played and three of my favorites. And if they just like, yeah, here, let's do it again. Absolutely, let's do it again. Yeah. Round two, I'm down for another round. All right, why don't we hop over to Microsoft? I'll throw it to to Zach first. What do you got? Because I'm the Microsoft guy. Well, I don't have one small <laughs> prediction that <laughs> yeah. I don't care about. Okay. Yes. So Microsoft, um, this is more Bethesda, well, Bethesda Microsoft. Right. Um, yeah, that is, they're doing a joint. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. So mine's more of a Bethesda thing because I don't care about Microsoft even a little bit. You know, it's Halo. I got Fable. Halo. Who cares? Oh, Fable. I forgot. I'm I mean, I don't fan. think that's showing up, but they no, do have that, it. Well, now that has to be my prediction. I'm going to predict Fable 4. A later today announcement release. Wow. Um, yep. So, and it's going to be cross-platform. Wow. So also on PS4. Cause also on Xbox it. 360. Uh, yes. What's your Bethesda prediction? Okay. Starfield? Well, no, I don't really care about Starfield. This is more for Arcane Studios, who's a part of Bethesda. Um, they do announcements at the Bethesda presentation. Um, they're They're wrapping up with Deathloop which should already be out, but it's not. It's fine. Uh, so I'm thinking that their next move will just be a new Dishonored game, which I'm a fan of. I love new Dishonoreds, and there hasn't been one in, since 2018. So I think it's time for at least an you, announcement. You think they'll announce uh, it before their next game comes out? Or is it the fact that it's on a different platform that it would be fine? I think that... You know so much about Deathloop that they need about, but like anything else, I don't think it's gonna matter. Um, I don't think it'll affect Deathloop. I just hope that uh, it's not an Xbox exclusive, but I'd understand if it was. Forcing Zach to uh, to pick an up Xbox. an Xbox, which I'm already <laughs> thinking about anyway. So who even cares? Yep, it'll push you to do it. Logan, you got anything for for Microsoft slash Bethesda? I do. I think that uh, Starfield will be teased, and it will just be shown with a 2022 date, and it will be less than everybody wants and expects. I I have kind of a negative. I I think we're a year out from a killer Microsoft presentation. I still think it's a year too early for all these studios they acquired to be ready to show their stuff. Um, So I think this is going to be fine. Uh, I I think Halo is really going to be the focus again, but to make it Mm -hmm. different... I think multiplayer is going to be the focus because we have not seen any Halo Infinite multiplayer, really. Uh, So I think that's going to be the big focus of that game's showing and November launch for Halo Infinite. And I'm hoping the reception is good. Uh, I'm hoping that the year that they took uh, to extend that game's development paid off because, like we've talked about, that game needs to be good. 
It, it just has that to be. needs to hit so, uh, for this amount of time. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to seeing that. Outside of Nintendo, I'm most excited to see what Halo looks like. Uh, and then Elder Scrolls Six won't be mentioned. We've heard that Starfield's first in Elder Scrolls Six, so I, I don't even think that will be mentioned. And then I think Fable. I think we're going to get another tease for Fable, and I think it's going to come out next year, 2022. Wow. Yep, fall. Okay. And it's going to get pushed to 23. It's going to get pushed to 23, but it'll be in oh, <laughs> Probably. Yeah. This probably is still a ways off. Yep, that's what, I, that's but, yeah. what I've got. All right, I've got one that's not really earth-shattering. Uh, there have been rumors floating around about Forza Horizon 5, and you also yeah. got the next installment of Forza Motorsport as well. But I think that because you've got Halo coming out in the in the fall-winter area uh, of Xbox's uh, release uh, calendar, I think that they'll have Forza Horizon 5 be an early 2022 title. I think that... They aren't Fable and Forza both playground games? Playground games, yeah. Think they got different teams, or do you think they, they do? They do. They have two teams. Okay. Horizon, Horizon is a big, a big thing for yeah for Xbox, and I, you know, I think that Halo is huge. You know, it's Halo. We we joke about it all the time. It's Halo, Gears, and Forza is the the big three <laughs> of uh, of of Microsoft and of Xbox. Yeah. You know, the Bethesda comes in that may change a little bit, but but I think that they wouldn't want to release two of those big titles right side by side. So. I think that they would push Forza Horizon 5 to an early 2022 launch to give uh, Halo Infinite some time, or more so to, to give Forza Horizon 5 some time, because I think people would be more interested in the next installment of Halo than they would be for Forza Horizon yeah. 5. But yeah, I think Horizon 5 will be unveiled with an early 2022 launch. Nice. All right. The other guys, I'm not. I'm not sure who's got what companies. Uh, <laughs> uh, Zach, I'm gonna throw it to you again. What is what? Yeah. What company are you predicting for here? And and what's your Square prediction? Enix? Square Enix. Okay. Is, uh, I got a few. I think Square Enix is gonna be very Final Fantasy heavy at this E3. I think that they're, so gonna they're trying show to show off the new Final Fantasy to come out this year. Yeah, I would hope so. Try. But I think I think they will show off some Final Fantasy 16, but not a lot. There's been rumors floating around of a Team Ninja Final Fantasy like game that's going to be Dark Souls esque. Yeah, that's so I think happen. they'll they'll give a teaser for that kind of game. Uh, it's like the people who made Ninja Gun and Dead or Alive. So I don't even know what that game's going to look like. Street Beach Volleyball. It's just and, volleyball. Yes, it's just Final Fantasy Volleyball, which I'm sure would sell like crazy. Oh, it would. <laughs> and then we've got uh, I I want Final Fantasy Seven remake two i want to see something i want anything i don't care what it is i just want to know more because i think it's time we know more uh, especially now that intergrades right around the corner i just uh just want Next some more week, that really snuck up on us i know yeah it did come out of nowhere which is why i'm kind of in the mood for wanting more on the final fantasy 7 front um because it feels like it's been a while so i think that uh it's just and that's all they're gonna present nothing else other than final fantasy maybe kingdom hearts 4 who knows i don't care well then they'll just go on and be like hey this is how we're ruining marvel avengers even more yeah there you go <laughs> here's the new update uh, yeah i wonder where where final fantasy 16 is and uh i think it's gonna get pushed it, it has to be we know nothing about it and going off of past final fantasy projects whether uh, you're talking about 15 or whether you're talking about the 7 remake this thing's nowhere near ready 
Yeah, like, I can't imagine. And, and I think the it's odds of that get coming awkward. out this year so low. It's going to get weird because it's like, okay, so if 16 is ahead of 7 Part 2 in development, if 16 gets pushed, does 7 Part 2 get pushed? They don't release too mm. close to each other. And that's something I worry about. Um, but yeah, I also made Square Enix predictions. I think that we're just gonna. I think we are gonna see a sh- very short thirty second max teaser for remake part two. I think it's gonna like start as like, hey, do you guys remember? Was it two years ago? Square Enix's presentation was half stuff that was already out, and they're like, hey, remember this? It's out. Go get it. It was the weirdest presentation. Um, I think it's gonna oh, be I like that again. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah it was memorable. all stuff that was already out. It was like, hey, Builders 2. Oh, that's basically oh, I vaguely remember yeah, something about yeah. that, yeah. Uh, Dragon Quest Eleven. that's out. Like, it was it was just all this stuff that we, was, we already knew about. reminders was already to go out. pick it up. So I think that's what a lot of this is going to be. I think it's going to be like, hey, Life is Strange, True Colors is coming. Hey, this... Uh, what else? I don't even know what else they have. Oh, World Ends with You we, is coming. How much more... Could we know about Life is Strange that we don't already know? We don't know? need to know anymore. We know exactly how, how what would we need to know anymore. To um, but I think we're going to see, like, hey, Intergrades out. Don't forget, just dropped, like, three days ago. And also, here's, like, a 20-second sneak peek at, like, I Cloud bet. in the overworld of Final Fantasy VII uh, Remake. It's going to be, and this isn't a spoiler, because if you don't know what it means, it's you don't know what it means. It's going to be a golden saucer. I think it's just going to be a panning shot of the golden saucer. Yeah. Yeah, that'd work too. It's gonna be some really short. I think we're gonna see a gameplay trailer for Final Fantasy 16 after that lengthy cinematic trailer last year. I think that we are going to see a new Tomb Raider. I think that whatever comes mm, next after yeah. Shadow of the Tomb Raider is going to be revealed. Tomb Raider anime. I know they're working on that. Yep. So that's it. I, I have kind of low expectations across the board, except for Nintendo, who I have way too high expectations of. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's healthy. Uh, a new Tomb Raider. Yeah, we don't know what's coming next. Uh, mine is Deep Silver and their parent company, just because they own the the rights to Saints Row Five. I think Saints Row Five is going to be officially unveiled. The only thing we've gotten is basically a tweet from the developers saying it is in development. We are working on it. Um, and what like Coke Media, Coach Media, uh, the parent company of Deep Silver. I think they announced a little while back that they're going to have like 12 or 13 games that they're bringing to E3. And I think that there's a very good chance that that saints row five is one of them. I'm not, I would guess that it's coming out in 2022, probably in the middle of the year. Cause we don't know anything about it yet. Uh-huh. Uh, I think the safest bet would be middle of the year, 2022 at the earliest. Uh, but considering we don't, we, we haven't seen any sort of trailer whatsoever, let alone, you know, like, there wasn't even an announcement trailer. It was just a, a tweet. I think that uh, here we'll get an actual announcement trailer and maybe uh, like a story trailer of some kind. But okay. I think that, that Saints Row 5 will make an appearance at, nice. uh, at E3. And I'm I have a Ubisoft prediction. For it. Oh, yeah? What game were they um, not making political this time? <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, Beyond Good and Evil 2. Oh, yeah. Which I think they showcased four years ago. Didn't um, like Joseph Gordon Levitt come on screen and talk did, about yeah. something with like that? I feel oh like it's God. time that they brought that back because I think everyone kind of forgot about it. Um, we all at one point were all going to play that game, the first one, and I think Logan's the only one who played it played even it a little it. bit. It wasn't um, very good. Yeah. So, uh, but it's like a cult hit, right? There's yeah. like a cult following. Yeah. Um, I haven't even tried the game out. I'm sure I'd love it. Uh, I just think that... I just think it's time that they brought this back, maybe, for, like, some gameplay. Because I don't even remember was, what they showed. It was just, like, a cinematic trailer. 
Yeah, I think it was cinematic. Or there was a little bit of gameplay. There's been some gameplay. Was Skull yeah. Okay. Was Skull and Bones shown off around the same time? Oh my god. I think just because so. before that. Just, just because it's funny to me that with Skull and Bones, they have announced on multiple occasions that the game's getting pushed back. Like there are so many news stories of like, yeah, we're pushing it back, and they mentioned Skull and Bones. I feel like they haven't mentioned Beyond Good and Evil 2 whatsoever. Like yeah. It's it's so weird to me that they keep on saying every single year that Skull and Bones gets pushed back, but they basically ignore uh, Beyond Good and Evil Part 2. They do not mention it. It's just uh, very, very weird to me. I don't get it. It's a little strange, but hopefully we see something soon. Um, because maybe I'll play the first one at some point and want a second one. I don't really know. Yeah, you got yeah. time. I don't exactly. <laughs> yeah, that thing's coming out for I'm a while. Not in a rush. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think I think you're okay on that. Yeah, it is. It is impending. La uh, next week's show is going to be the last uh, show before everything kicks off for E3. Hi. So it'll be final thoughts on that before uh, before we dive full into just a bunch of news from E3. Yeah, it's going to be awesome. Um, before that, Zach, do we want to hop into what we've been playing before we wrap this thing up here? Yeah, so we'll be moving on to what we've been playing this week. Uh, got to try out a couple new games myself personally. I don't know if anyone else has been playing a lot of video games. I think we'll start with Kevin. You look like you've been playing a lot of video games this week. What have you been playing? It's all Xenoblade. <laughs> but but I am start. I'm getting close to the point where I stopped on the Wii. So it's going to be a okay, lot of so new stuff. I've got. Like, I've gotten to the area that I remember being in last. So I have a little bit more stuff going on there. And then it'll be a bunch of new content. So I'm really looking forward to to all of this stuff that I just never saw because I stopped playing it uh, back on the Wii. Um, man, I know, I know that the game's resolution is not perfect and that it has to scale itself even when you're, when you're in, uh, in docked mode, let alone handheld. But man, that game is gorgeous still. Like, I had a moment, I was playing it yesterday... Uh, where I entered the new area and they always do something like really cool with like the sky or something. And I looked up and, and I had to look at the sky for like 20 seconds, 20 or 30 seconds. It was just super gorgeous. Like that game, the fact that it's a decade old Wii game that got brought to switch and it still looks as good as it does, mm -hmm. uh, continues to, to blow me away and just the music and presentation yeah, mm -hmm. and and the world uh, that you're interacting with, and all these different locales, and how big all of these different areas that you're going to are, it just constantly impresses me that this game is as good as it is, and that it was that it's ten years old and came out on the Wii originally. Um, but yeah, I am very much looking forward to getting into some of the new content that that I never got to experience because there's still at least half the game left. I'm I think 21 hours in, so okay, cool. I should still have at least half the game left, if not more. I've heard it's about a 60-hour game, 60 to 70-hour if you're just going for main story. So, yeah, I'm excited to get to that. But that's really all I've been playing. Awesome. Logan, what have you been playing this week? Virtually nothing. Yourself? Yeah. yeah I've nothing. Been, I've been very busy. Played a couple of things together, yeah. which I can talk about. Yeah. Uh, first, I'll mention, though, that I did start Titanfall 2's uh, story campaign. This is a game I borrowed from Logan um, because I heard that the story campaign was actually pretty decent, and I didn't really know anything about this game. So, But I love myself a good heart-wrenching story campaign, so I figured I'd try it out. Um, I don't play a lot of FPS, uh, so this is my first time diving back into the genre after a while. Uh, I do like the way it feels. I think the shooting is handled pretty well. There's a good variety of guns. 
um, and the wall running, which is, I think, the main core mechanic of the game, um, is actually really fun. I think it adds a lot to the environment, um, hopping mm-hmm. around different areas. I think that's really fun. I just got to, I'm not very far in this game, but I just got to the point where you get into your mech for the first time, and uh, I started wiping out enemies with the mech pretty easily. I don't know. Uh, there was like a mech on mech boss fight that you do right away, which wasn't particularly difficult. So I'm excited to see how far they push that uh, those fights with with the mechs. And I I don't really know how much gameplay is is in the mech compared to being outside the mech. So I'm excited to see how that balances out because um, I do like playing outside of the mech a lot. So I hope I'm not forced to be in it too often. Um, but we'll see. Uh, the, those are just my first impressions. Okay. Yeah, and the story story's been pretty good so far. Um, I can see how it's trying to be pretty heart-wrenching, um, just given the amount of people that have died so far. <laughs> but <laughs> I'll have more on that in the future. And then uh, June, PlayStation Plus has rolled around, and Virtua Fighter Five Ultimate Showdown, the mm-hmm. Virtua Fighter Five remake built in the Yakuza engine, um, has come out free for PS Plus. I was planning on picking this game up regardless because this is a game originally came out 15 or so years ago um, that I've always wanted to try, um, but never got around to as a fan of those more grounded 2D fighting games. Um, I've, I've never even tried out the Virtual Fighter series, um, but I've always had my eye on it. So I, f- I really wanted to pick this up, and the fact that it was free for the month was just a, a huge bonus. So uh, as soon as that went up on, on June 1st, I downloaded it. Um, and tried it for the first time. It is very slow for a fighting game. Logan can attest. We yeah. played a little bit together. He downloaded it. Um, it is not built for long-range multiplayer with your friends. It's built for local co-op and uh, fighting random people on the internet. <laughs> uh, we'll get into that in a second. Yeah. I'll talk more about how it plays. Um, the game doesn't have really a lot of features. Um it does have an arcade mode where you play through eight or so fights uh, leading into a final boss, but there's no story involved. There's zero story in this game. It's all fighting. Um, and then there's ranked matches online where you rank up your level. Um, and then there's uh, room matches where you can just create a room and have people enter your room and do tournament-style fights or just one-on-ones, however you like that. And those are basically all the modes in the game. One of the things I think this game does that stands out from other fighting games is that the practice room where you can train as a character has a pretty in-depth training system um, that teaches the game really well. I didn't go through the whole training, but I've heard that a lot of people find it very easy uh, to understand. So I think that's good because that's where a lot of fighting games struggle is in teaching the mechanics, a, a streamlined way of teaching the mechanics to newcomers. Um, especially in the practice rooms, they kind of just let you do whatever you want. You have to read a long list of commands that are very confusing. That's the norm, so I'm glad they branched out and did an actual training. This game looks really good for being a 15-year-old game. They remade the whole thing, so it looks great. Um, The roster isn't terribly small. It's a good amount of characters that you can choose from, a good amount of stages, so no problems there. Um, It's a pretty fun game. I find that it's easy to cheese your opponents. I, I... I did a few matches online uh, with a character I I grew particularly fond of because he was really cheesy, and I just spammed a couple moves over and over, and I had never lost. I just won like three times in a row, and I gave up. 
it was I was the luchador. His name's El Blaze. It's kind of a stupid name, but I like luchador characters in fighting games. Uh, so Logan and I decided to try it out earlier today. He he downloaded the game. We tried to. I tried to invite him. You can't invite a person to your room. I had to create a room, set a passcode, um, and then there was no way for me to invite him to my room. He just had to find it, and there was no way for him to search for my specific yeah, room, even I though we're friends. I just sift through what? all lobbies you... until I find There's really? literally no way for him to find oh my, my room. That's garbage. Um, and oh, eventually you he have found to me. pick your character before you enter the lobby, so once you're in yeah. the lobby, you can't change your character, and we were fighting on the same stage over and over. And the, the room character. battles are only in one single stage. You can't change the stage, and you can't change your character while you're in the room. So oh, you have my to God. I so if Logan it. wanted to back out and change character, have he'd have to find the again. room again. Yes. Yeah. So oh we only God. did one character versus one character on the same stage. Yeah. But That's I showed Logan the cheese, and it, it worked on him, too. And then I tried to learn a little bit in that fight. And then I cheesed you. Exactly. <laughs> I, tried, I tried grappling him. It just He was too fast for that. So... Too cheesy. But, uh, yeah. I like the way it plays. I'm glad I finally got to experience a virtual fighter, especially for free. Um, you can buy like a. It's kind of like you texture the game like one of the earlier virtual fighters. It costs like ten dollars. It's DLC. Um, so if you want, if you're more nostalgic for the earlier virtual fighters, I believe you can pay for that. And if you wait, um, I believe this game is twenty dollars, mm-hmm. thirty with the extra pack included, I'm not sure. Um, but yeah, I recommend picking it up if you're a fan of fighting games. It is still very fun, and it looks like a Yakuza game. It really does. Um, even the text, Logan mentioned that the text boxes were exactly like the, the font from Yakuza, so yeah. it does it does kind of feel like a Yakuza Sweet. game. And they added a bunch of particle effects on the punches, I believe, that is more Yakuza. So uh, that was pretty fun. Um, I don't see it being a game I sink a lot of time into, um, especially since there's no story or anything, it's all just online competitive, um, which isn't my, my biggest jam. So I'll probably play other fighting games more so than this one, but it's just nice to have, especially since it was free. And then other than that, Logan and I, um, I, I, the bullet and I grinded all the way up to HR 100. So Logan oh, and I could fight the new monster in monster hunter. Um, which is a savior. Yeah. Uh, it's a nice <laughs> new mechanic that everyone doesn't have to be the HR, just one person. Yeah. Um, so I, I got there. We fought it. It was a very fun new monster. I like him a lot. His name is yeah. Valstrax. He's a jet engine uh, monster yeah, where cool. he just blasts about. He's very fast. And then he has this move where he launches up into the skies and then crashes down on you like a comet, um, which is a pretty neat mechanic. This guy was introduced in Generations Ultimate, the game before World. Um, so he's a fourth-gen monster. Not too old, but I think he's a fan favorite, so I'm glad they added him since this was our first chance fighting him, since we never made it nearly that far in Generations Ultimate. <laughs> um, yep. And now, uh, now with that, it unlocks a bunch of new quests that are advanced-labeled, so supposedly a little harder. Oh, you uh, have to be game. there to, to do it. Okay. No, he doesn't. he doesn't. He just wants to be because Otherwise, the way it works there. is that yeah. even though he does the quest with me, I don't think we don't think it checks it off for him. So we'd have to redo them anyways when he gets there. Yeah. Oh, so we're just gonna wait because he's now he's just doing the the grind to a hundred. Yeah, grinding. There, what, was there, what was there? Just like a cheese level or something? There's some ways. Yeah. There's some strategies. 
Yeah, there's there's a way to do it. It's the it's the crappy rampages uh, that you have to do over and over again. Yeah. Um, so I just listened to a podcast and just <laughs> I just did it for like three hours. Uh, a little hundred, but we got there. So hopefully there's no more level requirements yeah. in this game after that. I more think that's jumps. probably the last one now that the game is technically finished. Yeah, um, but we'll see. What's the level cap now? Is it unlimited? A nine nine. Unlimited. Okay, so then uh, I assume it's nine nine nine. Yeah. People get to nine nine nine. It's not unlimited. People do it quite frequently. I assume. Well, they put in hundreds of thousands of hours. Exactly. They're out there. They're out Uh, there. But I think that'll do it for what I've been playing. I I think that was it for Logan too. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right, I think that will do it for us. Any final thoughts before we wrap this up? I'm excited for Mario Golf. There was there's some new gameplay that people were getting to try out, and it looks pretty cool. It does look good. Yeah, yeah, it's fun. Zach, excited. To, I'm excited to lose to Logan in Mario Golf. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> that'll be great. Yeah, that game looks good. I am looking forward to it and. Mm-hmm. Uh, it should make an appearance at E3 as kind of its final final hurrah before it comes out. Yeah. So, and hopefully we've got so. a little bit left to to show off. Pokemon Legends, hopefully. Yeah, we'll, yeah, we'll, see. we'll see. We'll see. We'll see what state that's in. Yeah, Pokemon could make an appearance of some kind. Yeah. But yeah, that is going to do it for us on this week's episode of Ode to Games. We're here on Thursdays on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, other podcast streaming services that you may use. We're on Twitter at Ode to Games. Twitch, Ode to Games as well. You can send an email to odegamescast at gmail.com. For Logan and Zach, I'm Kevin. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll catch you next week.